0: This is the Reverend DeForest L. Raphael, and I am the pastor of the African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church on the Hill. We are located at 975 St. Nicholas Avenue between West 159th and 160th Street in the village of Harlem. I hope you enjoy this sermon. Amen. Love is patient, love is kind. Love is not envious, or boastful, or arrogant, or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Mm -hmm. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never ends. For a few moments from the subject, love never ends. You know, we come together as a church community, as a faith community, to support this family in their hour of need. We come also to acknowledge the truth of our own mortality. One of us has fallen but we've all got to go this way earlier somebody said you know we ought to cry at births Mm -hmm. for that little precious baby is born into a world of sickness and suffering Mm -hmm. and we ought to rejoice at funerals because at that moment that baby and no matter how old you may live to be, you will always be some mother's baby. Rejoice because that baby is free from pain, free from suffering. And so after years of joy and love, after years of suffering and sickness, the reality is that one of us has fallen. And that reality cannot be avoided. We cannot act as if it is not a significant instance in this world. Mary's death has left a gaping hole in all our hearts. Some hearts suffer more than others. The life of her husband, the lives of her husband, her children, her grandchildren, her friends, her nieces, her brothers and her sisters, those whose lives she touched, where she once stood, now she has fallen. And that inescapable reality affects us all. It sends reverberations. It sends shock waves. So we gather to mark this moment. Mm-hmm. We gather to honor the moment, and we gather to acknowledge that one among us has indeed fallen. But that's not the only reason. No, far from it. One of the other reasons, among many that we gather, is to affirm that sickness and death does not have the last word. That you, us sitting here, standing here, we have a word. Friends have a word. A husband who sat by her bedside until she breathed her last, he has a word. A daughter who struggled with health issues of her own while her mother and her father were convalescing in workman's circle. She was there at every moment, even when she struggled with her own health issues. She has a word. So we have come because we want to say, that the doctors and the medicine and the mortuary will not have the last say. They will not have the last say. We declare fundamentally that there is another word Hmm. and that word is here alive in your flesh and in your mind and in your heart and in your soul. You've come Not just to look at a body that has worn out and that she left and how well she was dressed and how we might say to ourselves, doesn't she look like herself? She got a new body. She got some new clothes. She got a new robe. A robe not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Mm -hmm. So we declare fundamentally that there is another word, that there is a far more profound word, a word that is far more meaningful, a word that is far more powerful than any word that may come to us through the voice of sickness and death. The word of a son-in-law who was more than just an in-law, but acted more like a son. The words of sons and daughters who carry their likeness in their frame and in their mind. All these words and more, the words of friends, people who met her at the Gold Brick Inn, or the bell cook and candle. A place where she was able to welcome them and yes, minister to them. Mm-hmm. You don't think ministry don't go on in bars? Yeah. Let me remind you that the first miracle was Jesus of Jesus was to run to the wine store. Yeah. When the wine ran out. So they called him a drunkard and a glutton all his life. But he knew what it meant to have a good party. And he knew what it meant to minister to people in need. And you find them where they are. And that's what Mary did. She ministered to them in places and among those who may not have been welcomed in the church, the very church that she loved and served for as long as she was able. Mm -hmm. Co-workers, all we, we are here, we highly resolve that even at the grave, we sing our songs through tears and sadness We have come to sing our song. Even at the grave we sing our song. What is the nature of that song? The nature of that song, what is the anthem that we sing? Love never ends. Mm -hmm. Love never dies. Love is stronger than death. Love never ends. The power of love never ever ends. Now you know CNN, won't notice this. It's not going to be carried by Rachel Maddow on MSNBC. Ain't nobody going to write about it at uh, the New York Times or the Washington Post or all of those other networks. But we know that something profound has happened, and that death, in a way, has made life even more profound. We love her at this moment. All the better, we love her all the more for that because of what it was that she did and what it was that not only that she did, but what she continues to do. And how does she continue to do that? She continues to do it through her children and through you. You carry a little bit of Mary with you when you walk out of here. Careful what you do with it. You carry a little bit of her with you when you leave this place. Mm -hmm. Careful how you wear it. You know, on the one hand, I want to, if I can, I want to stick a thumb in death's eye. Mm -hmm. I mean, what did you think you were going to do here, death? Mm -hmm. I mean, really. Did you think that because Alzheimer's? Came and robbed her of her memory that we would somehow not love her? Hallelujah. That you think that we would shirk from seeing her and spending time with her and somehow or another be fearful for our own lives, that we would allow disease to trick us into turning our backs on her? Sickness, is that what you thought? <laughs> hmm. Sickness, you a you liar, and, and the truth ain't in you. <laughs> because we love her more now than we did then. Mm -hmm. We love her in a way that takes this moment and reminds us of who she was. Mm -hmm. Those moments will come back, that that, that wicked laughter of hers, the way she would tell you what she wanted you to know whether you wanted to hear it or not, and dare you to say something about it. (laughs) All of that becomes even more precious now that she has left us. Oh, grave, where is your victory? No, 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 you got no victory here. All right. You got no victory here. Yes, she's laid down, but she will rise again. Yeah, yeah, you you know, I know how death is death thinks it has the last say because we think of death in kind of final terms. We, we call it the finality of death as if somehow or another we know what life or death truly is. But life and death does not belong to us. Right. We belong to it. Yes. They laugh on a hill far away when they had to bury our Lord in a borrowed grave. And they thought that that was all there was to it. But somewhere I read that on the third day, the stone was rolled away. And that which had, that which death had held, had its grip broken. And it was not just for Jesus now. I mean, this is because, you know, this is this thing that this was not just for Jesus. And, and, you know, Jesus even said something to people who think that this thing is available to Christians and Christians alone. Jesus said, I got to go find some folks that are not of this fold. And I got to go get them that they may be mine and I may be theirs. You know, Jesus was not a Christian. I mean, you do know that, right? Jesus was not a Christian. Jesus was born, lived, and died, and resurrected a Jew. Lest we get all wrapped up in these titles and in these religious affiliations and in these dogmas, that none of that has hold on us. God, all by God's self, has a hold on us. And so death has no victory. We can stick a... Finger in death's eye, because death does not hold Mary. God holds Mary. And God holds you, and God holds me. All of the hardships of this world. You know, Paul said it it best. He said, as for prophecies, they will end. For tongues, they will cease. For knowledge... It shall all come to an end, but love never ends. Mm. We become the emissaries of that love that continues to live in us, and what Mary shared with us, what she poured into us, what she planted in us becomes the flowers that, we, that, can, gen, that can continue to bloom even in a world wrapped up in its own worst tendencies, and exploited by its own worst fears, love never ends. Love never ends. Love never ends. Amen. If you enjoyed this sermon, if you have questions, or just need a prayer, Feel free to email us at AMEZon Church on the Hill at gmail.com. That's AMEZon Church on the Hill at gmail.com. We are located at 975 St. Nicholas Avenue between West 159th and 160th Street. You are always, let me repeat, always welcome here.